Well, do you remember the paper clip? Do you remember that paper clip? From, yeah, I remember. Um, yes, I do. Is it Word? Uh, Word, yeah. It haunts me because I took, I took um, keyboarding back in the day whenever like computers were going to be like, it was apparent that everybody would need to know how to really work a computer uh in middle school they were like this is the future so there was you go to the computer lab for keyboarding class and you sit there and you you do the whole like qwerty formal typing uh uh, shit and it's all in in word and at that time clippy was like that's your virtual his name. Assist- Clippy. Thank you. <laughs> was your virtual assistant for everything, and would like also like kind of side eye if you were like really not doing it right, <laughs> because it had like a, a like a like a tutorial mode where like you'd have to do all these it assignments did. and things. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Hi. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Mean Girls Interrupted. Yeah, um, we're old, apparently. And we're a movie review podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's the modern day Clippy? Uh, Siri? I don't know. I don't even, I don't have Word. I just do pages now. Yeah, that's what I use too. I use pages. I I can't remember the last time I've ever used Word. Yeah, I I guess Siri would be the, the Clippy. We got, but you got to be quiet. Otherwise, she honestly, triggers. actually, okay, <laughs> hold up because I have her in my room. Alexa, I think is the new Clippy. And I had to look back because <laughs> oh I don't want her to turn on. I got tense as well. I don't want her to turn on. They <laughs> always, I mean, even if you remotely sound like you're saying their name, they're like, huh? What? They say, huh? They're like, that? I've been laying in wait for days. <laughs> they're I, just I use, waiting. Yeah, they I are just it, waiting. I, they are always, always listening, always, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> scary, but I mean, it's, uh, I, I use them for basic math, setting timers while I'm cooking. Not a bad idea. And, uh, also whenever one time, this is really sad. Oh, one time I was, I was particularly depressed and I was just like, and I said, "Hey, you know the name." Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. And there, and she was just like, "Mm-hmm." And I was just like, "Why am I so sad?" And then she told me to talk to a friend. <laughs> and then I was like, "You're not my friend." Why didn't you call me? I, because I was I was trying to brighten myself up by having myself a little joke because I was like all alone. <laughs> so I thought it would be funny if I just like asked asked the uh, robot why and then it, it, it did bring me up with that answer i was like that's funny she denied you <laughs> yeah but also cared enough to like refer me to a friend and to talk to a person but but you know also what? also led with also led with i'm sorry you're feeling this way that is very nice <laughs> yeah anyway talk to your um your ai assistants if you're ever feeling down yeah, because they will refer you to someone else because they don't have time for it. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that, that's fun. I thought I thought it was I thought it was it would brighten my day, and it did. Well, good. I'm glad it brightened your day, and it yeah. brightens my day to know that it brightened your day. <laughs> Thank oh, you. <laughs> do you want to know what? Okay, since we're talking movies, okay. Mm-hmm. First off, up top, hi. If you're new here, my name's Travis. Oh, I'm John. And welcome 
to our podcast. Second, we do re- we review movies, yeah. and we also spoil every single movie we do because we do a recap of the movie. So we're basically a recap and review podcast. Recap, review, also banter, vulnerability. We do banter sometimes. And when I say sometimes, I mean, almost always we do get off track and subject and that's just who we are. Yeah. If you want Um, like a clinical synopsis, go to our, um, beginning episodes yeah go to someone else <laughs> uh, or also go to someone else because we're not doing that anymore we're just no. having fun because that's the whole point of this um yeah, and we also, love the movies we enjoy the movies we do and, but why not enjoy just talking about them with you it's, our listeners our beloved listeners who can like comment subscribe on youtube who can also hop on over to apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this wonderful podcast and follow rate review five stars Mm -hmm. yeah and you can also find us over on instagram uh at mean girls interrupted yeah you can chat with us there if you need if you have something to say chat Uh, with us on youtube because honestly i'm having a lot of fun over there youtube is active youtube is the most active i would say it is youtube but also i So obviously, you know, and I told you this before, hi, if you're watching this, I was a very apprehensive because I do not like, for all of you out there who don't know this, my professional job is photographer. I like Mm. being behind cameras and not in front of them. Yeah. And so it's very weird for me, uh, but I'm starting to get used to it. I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't think about it a lot. I'm just like, I think about it as like a thing that we have to do to like keep up with the trajectory of podcasts and the then the medium uh, at large as becoming visual first. Yep, it is visual. So I because think we're, we're like a YouTube podcast now, aren't we? I guess so because our numbers are like way better. Are they're they're they a little better too. on on YouTube than they are? They're actually way better. <laughs> on the app on the podcast platforms and i think that's just like the way things are moving so i'm like yep just plop a video up there it just has to happen yeah and also uh, didn't you didn't we just get new features did you set us up with new features uh yeah i verified the hot dog is being made ladies and gentlemen and non-binary persons uh at all what does that all even mean did i use that right i think you did but I also am not sure because I'm not oh, really okay. sure of how it worked, but I'm pretty positive. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, honestly, just send us a comment <laughs> or an email at meangirlsinterrupted at yeah. gmail.com. Because we focus on inclusivity here on Mean Girls Interrupted, by the way, because we are super duper gay, if you haven't noticed already. We if, are, you're, look- if you're watching this, we have, yes, you have you have plant gay also, over uh, here. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And so are you. You just uh, can't see yours. No, yeah, I have, yeah, I've, I've come to love the plants that have fallen into my life. Uh, one in particular, my favorite one is definitely, um, it's a tropical. I just call it tropical tree. It's, oh. it's, it's the mini tree with like the red and green and yellow leaves. I know exactly. I it's have from one Hawaii. Si- John, yeah. I have one sitting here, but guess what? It doesn't get enough light. And so oh, it I- has turned all green. You have the same one. It's turned all green. And guess what? The leaves are falling off. I can't show it. I'm ashamed. Yeah. They need, they need okay, hard. Show it. Oh yeah. There it is. But guess what? It's not doing. 
Oh, there has to be bright sunlight. Well, the thing is, is mine gets a lot of what's perfect for my room is I get a lot of bright indirect, but this isn't getting bright, bright. It never gets full sun ever. It needs full bright. Those things are like all about that sun. I love the colors, though. The colors are amazing before. That's why I love it. And like and uh, um, uh, yeah, my redacted, he like wanted to relegate it to another sunnier spot on the terrace. No, don't move it. But but it would have been like outside of my view from the window and i'm like no i like looking at it yeah but also don't move it because plants become accustomed to where they're at and they like it and it yeah. might actually uh, yeah it, it has done that rev- before we, we it did will like revolt a big, yeah we did we did like a big shake up out there one time and it was it took a while for it to come back but right now it's in a good spot there's Keep new growth there. all the time and i love oh, that i'm so jealous of you because i this one she's like girl uh, yeah it's looking it looks like a little tiny mini tree right now like it's uh, all yeah i can't wait for and then my second favorite is our is our avocado tree which is still a sapling it's going to be a sapling for like four years yep it was recently under attack by caterpillars so there's holes in one of the leaves that's okay i, I feel it's like I, whenever I saw that, I felt like my child was under attack. Yeah, because they are. I got my... emotional. I, I I dropped everything, went to Home Depot and got that BT. Uh, yes. Whatever. Yeah. That BT. Uh, so since we're talking about favorite plants, my two favorite plants in my room at this current moment, I love all of you. They're listening. I love they do. all of you. But they right. <laughs> but forever and always is going to be the polka dot begonia. Ooh, yeah. The underside of the leaf is so amazing. And it's rumored that the underside or that Louboutins were based, the red soul from Louboutins were based off of. You have Louboutins. Yeah. So you have Louboutins. So it's a polka dot begonia and also um, probably my jade plant, but it's not big yet. I love my jade plant and I'm trying to turn it into a jade tree. If you guys don't know what that is and you also love plants, go to plant arena on youtube her name is plant arena plant arena i, I like swear that. i know i swear to god her name is amanda who does it she is one of the most knowledgeable and most incredible youtubers for plants she can tell you everything you need to know i have watched literally every one of her videos and i go back <laughs> and watch them because i'm truly obsessed with plants yeah we have a jade plant um in the Love corner my jade they look the leaves are so like supple and Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but one um, one time I think a, a squirrel that terrorizes that we're always at odds with. We're always trying to. Oof. We have like our our stinky repellent, like our safe. Our, oh yes, our I safe remember. repellent that smells has like ox blood in it. Ugh. Um. Uh. And like we have like a pretty healthy jade plant, and it took up one of it uprooted one of the uh, stems, and we think we're like what, and it's just like. It just ate it and chewed on it for a little bit. It was probably the moisture inside that it was probably. I'm sure it was. It's been hot here. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was looking for a thirsty drink from your jade plant, which sucks because I love them so much. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like a major casualty. It was like annoying though. But, yeah, yeah. There, there is like there is like a a jade plant that's so big at the at the house at the end of the street. That that's amazing. It's, yeah, it's like huge. It's like a network of all the tubes oh. and things. It's like a full tree at this point. They take so long, but you can actually you can um you can cut them back. You can make them grow into a tree, and the their oh. their stem looks like a trunk, and they can get like 
I mean, wow, this one's like messy. It looks like a huge bush. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they didn't trim theirs back. No, what you can no, do is make no. it look like a tree. You cut them off and they're really great whenever you cut yeah. them. Well, this house is like super old. All the stuff in the front yard is like, is is well kept, but it's it's an old house. It used to be an old uh, hotel, um, but it, it's the, Chap the Charlie Chaplin house because Charlie Chaplin at one point lived in there i believe Whoa, or stayed cool. in or stayed in there for a brief moment of time so it's part of the history and like uh somebody was shot and killed in the basement oh yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> oopsie dupes uh so anyway this is a movie review podcast yeah but in the beginning up top we like to kind of talk yeah oh, like first, talk. i was like okay i was like are we becoming like a plant podcast because those exist they do they? exist I, I'm, they have to exist i mean i don't have enough knowledge i'm still a novice i'm learning i've gotten so much better at it in the yeah. years that i've been acquiring you luck. are green thumbing it so hard that i mean i love seeing it every week like if you're on youtube if you're not on youtube go there and you can you can see all the hard work behind it's, Travis. <laughs> it's been a it's been a journey, for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, okay, so since we're not okay, since we are a movie review podcast, we yeah. should tell you the movie that we're doing this week, <laughs> oh, which, right. which you can see oh, right. in the title at yeah. this point is yeah. Muriel's wedding. A, a Muriel. Muriel. I'm not going to do an Australian accent all through this thing, but it's crazy. Well, I, I actually can't do it. Um, I don't think anybody can unless you're Australian. The only the only time I can, well, and I'm pretty sure it's Australian. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Kath and Kim, which is so fucking funny. Uh, Kath and Kim, I think that's New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. Is it New Zealand? Okay, because I was like... Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to discern... Uh, well, I know they. I, I know. I know Australians. I know they. No, they, both of them hate it. And they New Zealanders. Yeah, we're so it, sorry. Different places. Different. Different you guys. We're cultures. so sorry. And dialects. We know, but I can't. Sometimes I can't differentiate. I feel like whenever I'm listening to them side by side, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're there, Kiwi, there's, yeah, there's this um, there's a show called Top of the Lake, starring um uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss. Who actually? Oh, I love her. Yeah, she plays an Australian detective, and and in the first season, she's in New Zealand. So she's so that's like a good um, a place to go. But then again, I don't know how good her Australian accent is because Kath and Kim is Australian. Is it okay? Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Kath and Kim is Australian. Yeah, because uh, okay, good. I was right. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you. I'm glad you cleared up that anxiety of, of from me because um, one, whenever I was working at that producer's office, uh, there was an intern who was Australian. She was an, an Australian intern, and I liked her a lot. She was really cool, and um, uh, I was I was binging Kath and Kim at the time, and I was like, I was like, hey, have like, do you know Kath and kim she's like uh yeah and so i was like oh wow cool cool and then like uh, later i had i came to learn or think that kath and kim was actually new zealand from new zealand and uh and then like the realization that i had like told an australian if they like love yeah, New Zealand like because it was like uh, I, I, yeah you know what I mean I like, know exactly what you mean yeah and like she and maybe she was just like being polite and not like 
correcting me being like well they're from new zealand and i'm australian you idiot. well fly to the concords is kiwi so they are from nice. new zealand which is nice. so freaking funny too fly to the concords is amazing uh, isn't isn't a christian shawl in fly to the concords yes she is how did she get booked on a new zealand show like that I, well i think they okay so when they brought it to america didn't oh it was on hbo so i think that when they brought it to america oh, I see, she I was see. because yeah. they also have the new zealand or am I mistaken? I, I guess it know. doesn't matter. Who cares? It's ancient history at, at this point. We're talking about Muriel's <laughs> wedding, everyone. And this Muriel's wedding. Tony Collette. The star, the icon, the um the, the gay queen. famous. <laughs> she really is. Yeah, she is um I mean a legend, I would say. She is a legend. She's also in Haunting in Venice. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah. Yes, Everybody's with, in that movie. It's so dude, weird. There's not a single face that isn't recognizable in that movie. Yeah. How did yeah. they get that many stars? Money. Also, you want to know what movie I am looking forward to? And it what? doesn't come out till December, even though it was supposed to come out this month. Poor Things starring <sighs> yeah. Emma Stone. I think it's like airing at the festival right now. It is, and but and it's like a it's a being well received. I would say I'm sure it is. Also, she's gonna I, be nominated at least for an Oscar, like 100. percent Well, Emma it's from the Stone. It's from the same person who did um, Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. Yep, the favorite. Um, what else also starring Emma Stone. Also starring Emma Stone. So apparently they have good rapport because she's back in. And poor things look so good. Yeah, like the premise of it is so wild. I to the point that I also don't really know what it's about. Okay. <laughs> the trailer is the trailer for it. I was like, we're oh, doing what? surrealism. We're doing and surrealism. I, and I, I know I'm obsessed with the idea. Of absolutely. It's I mean. You don't know what you're going to get going into it, but it looks bizarre. It it's looks... Willem Dafoe, right? It, yeah, that Willem, Dafoe it is? Willem is... Dafoe. We have um, Emma Stone. We have um, a Mark Ruffalo. Name? I was going to say, I was going to say the hot Hulk. Um, <laughs> yeah, not Edward Norton. Remember, yeah. remember whenever Edward Norton did uh, that one Yep, and then uh, they were going to bring him back, but he was being difficult, so they got Mark Ruffalo, and he ruined every chance he could have at, I mean, uh, in the franchise. How are you going to be difficult at that level? Because that's he, so many, that's so many millions of dollars, right? Like, well, I don't know. Who cares? Of whatever, yeah. it sucks for him. <laughs> I mean, just cash that paycheck. You don't need all that creative control. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. None of, it, none of it matters. No, none of it does. Guess what? You could, I mean, like literally you could buy a toilet that has Bluetooth. Yeah, so but I mean, you, good that, for Mark Ruffalo. That's what I'm saying. They have toilets that have Bluetooth? I'm, I'm, there's no way they couldn't, right, at this point. Wow. If, okay, Google, <laughs> everyone Google that for us because Bluetooth I'm sure there's toilet. a toilet. Bluetooth toilet, uh, and then Muriel's send us a wedding. Link. Yeah, Bluetooth toilet, Muriel's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Muriel's wedding. Uh, it's a comedy from 1994. Yep. Uh, directed and written by P.J. Hogan. 
um, who uh, has done other movies. Like, like what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably nothing as good as this. Uh, I'm, but the budget was $9 million, by the way. Which I is mean, kind of a lot. Well, for 94, also, that is a lot of money. The budget, yeah. it wasn't, I mean. Yeah, it's an okay. indie. It's, <laughs> it's an, an indie, indie for sure. I was going to say, it's not. Like, maybe all of it went to promoting it, because, like, you had to have back then. It's just an, a little Australian movie, and but it, it grossed $15 million worldwide. Oh, that's it was, good. It was a hit. It was, it put... It put Tony Collette on the world map. Which is great for all of us. Yeah, she was already doing things in Australia at the time, but uh, this this basically probably... Oops, burping. Um, She probably got on the map from this movie to get... um, uh, What's that movie? The M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, right. She was nominated for an Oscar Um, for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, The Sixth Sense. Yeah, The Sixth Sense. Um, She was so amazing in that. She was incredible in that. Yeah. I mean, she she definitely deserved that Oscar nomination for that one. I remember seeing... That was whenever I first noticed Toni Collette. That's the first time I noticed her as well. Also, Mm -hmm. her American accent is incredible. Yeah, she's like doing a a Philly accent. In that one, but also when she just plays an American person, I don't know how she can do like the regional dialects so well because even I can't. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, right. I mean, it's she's so good at everything that she does. She's talented. We love her. We Uh, do. We we love her. (laughs) Um, she was definitely snubbed for Hereditary, as everybody knows. We all know that. We all. It's all. It's been reported countless times. We're all aware. Yeah. So this stars a whole bunch of other people, but mostly Tony. Don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. So Tony Collette plays Muriel, who is this um, pathological liar, a criminal. I would say she is a criminal. She she's outside the box. She's weird. Uh, she is obsessed with Abba and getting married and getting yeah and being a bride because apparently in this uh, world of this movie, this culture, at this at this coming of age crossroads of her life where she's like trying to to be a successful adult you basically have to get married well and uh all of her friends are in in that trajectory she's a part of like this pretty popular friend group but she's like definitely an outsider yeah i that's (laughs) uh understatement yeah she doesn't have a lot of self-awareness about how weird she comes across to people she just has feelings okay right and she's Everyone... into she's into things that people aren't usually into yeah <laughs> so, uh like stealing dresses uh to yeah. go to a wedding and the dress is uh, a leopard's print i'm not gonna lie thing. I, I was kind of living for her Were dress. You living i was <laughs> i loved well, her dress because she looked so out of place and it yeah. was incredible yeah she's like she marches to the beat of her own drum muriel and uh she but she is uh, constantly shamed for that yes um and so at this wedding that we open up in the scene opens up and the the whole movie opens up with this wedding and they're tossing the bouquet and none other than muriel catches it and Mm. it start it 
causes a ripple of distraughtness, some tears from other uh, bridesmaids. And uh, they basically, all of her friends converge on her and like, you have to, you got to give that to what's her face because you don't blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, okay. And then like the friend's like, no. And there's all this drama. There's a lot of drama for her catching it. Yeah. And amid amid all this drama, one of the friends who I can't remember the name, one of of the the friend groups is- Laura? uh, Lauren? Maybe. But like she she, uh, gives eyes to the groom and they go off. And Muriel uh, uh, discovers them uh, having intercourse. Yes, uh, in, in the a laundry room. A lot of the laundry room. I think why well, one of those. Who but cares? Like, she's like, oh, okay. So she she knows this little secret now, and uh, but she keeps it to herself because she is abruptly uh, arrested by cops. <laughs> yes, the police do come and take because her away. She, it is for crimes of fashion. Crimes of fashion. So she, <laughs> because she, you know, she stole the dress that she's wearing, and she's like, "I was gonna what?" And the yeah, she was a. Uh, so she's taken to her dad, who is a uh, a fixture in the community. So, truly, one of the most unlikable characters I've. Yeah, like he he's is, pretty disgusting. Does a lot of disgusting things to people. He is a rotten person, and truly to the core, uh, image obsessed. Even though he's like Ugh. not even that wealthy, uh, uh, they're not, they have money, but not a lot. Yeah. And also, look, he looks like dried Play-Doh. He does, and he sounds like. Uh, dried play-doh yeah he sounds like dried (laughs) play-doh you guys all know the sound you've heard it you know and so uh she he's just like shaming her and like he like uh convinces the cops not to like take her in or press charges or whatever by like giving them beer and he's like a friendly guy he reese witherspoons and says don't you know who i am yes have you watched that reese witherspoon video i have of her getting arrested i have it's probably one of my favorite i was just gonna say (laughs) also guess what it didn't change my opinion of her one bit um it didn't well i mean was it a low enough of an opinion already or no because the thing is is i'm so indifferent i love reese witherspoon but also i'm just like yeah that's par for the course like this is very yeah i yeah i mean like it would be a little self-aware to be like i'm reese witherspoon (laughs) right like don't you know who i am and the cop clearly knows who she is like isn't like, she from is, is she in nashville at that point I'm or atlanta sh- i'm not sure she's like from a place she's in the place where she's like lives and is from and it's probably like, wouldn't you know who i am do you think the officer really didn't know i mean maybe he might have just wanted to make a point he might not have known who she was, but it doesn't yeah. matter because you are drunk driving. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, don't drink and drive. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Not all of us have been there. Well, wasn't it the husband was driving and the husband's trying to play it cool. And then she comes out of the car and she's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, the point is still this. Like, yeah, you can't. Also, it doesn't matter who you are. Don't be reckless, especially with the police, because dude, you're asking for trouble uh yeah it doesn't matter how white you are you're like, asking for trouble like just, yeah. just stay in your car and keep your mouth shut yeah they they have the authority and the power to get away with things so L- literally anything so just 
just be polite. Uh-huh. This is our PSA to this everybody. This is our PSA to you guys. Here. So Muriel gets arrested <laughs> and goes home. Yes. And segueing back to the dad, he is super polite to these officers, even gives them beer. He does. And so he gets rid of the cops and uh, Muriel goes into her room where she listens to ABBA. Mm-hmm. And we see this is her trauma soothing technique as she goes and she checks out by listening to ABBA. Yep. And uh, so she's a loser in her own family. And uh, her mother is like this listless sort of absent-minded mom who is clearly unhappy in the situation. Yes. Very passive. Lies to herself about everything. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Muriel's sister, the redhead. I like her. Joan? Joan. Joni. Joni. Yeah, she's always just like, she loves whenever Muriel's in trouble. She's like that. She's like always stoking the fire. She's like, oh, <laughs> Muriel's home. <laughs> and then like, it's pretty And funny. always smoking a cigarette. Always. I mean, I mean, this was 1994. I think a she's lot of people always were smoking, smoking indoors. A cigarette. Yeah. Ugh, the 90s were weird. Um. Anyway, so, uh, so uh, she, Muriel is then, uh, at at like a restaurant, uh, a clubish thing with with her friend group, and um, one of the 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 bride from the beginning is is sobbing her eyes out because it turns out her husband she found lipstick on her husband's penis on on their wedding night. I'm not gonna lie, the scene was so funny to me. Like it <laughs> yeah. literally was so funny. She was like, "I found lipstick," but the yeah. way she said it, I'm not gonna say the word that she said, but it's. <laughs> Her delivery was perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they they are doing it's like her delivery was, was pretty incredible. Yeah, it is sort of like in the vein of like like the the mean girls, mm-hmm. but pre-mean girls, post, but post Heathers. I was just gonna say post Heathers. Yeah. So this is sort of like in that trajectory at of type at, at the beginning of this. Uh, if movie. you want to say Muriel is Martha Dump Truck. <laughs> Martha Dump Truck. Muriel is the Martha dump truck of this movie. Yes. But this is through the, the POV of, of Martha dump truck of Martha dump truck. This is the redemption story, the coming of age story of a Martha dump truck, um, Which, who we love. <laughs> who so. We love. Um, so she's basically fired from the friend group because she's too weird and not pretty enough and not skinny enough. I think she looks amazing to be honest. Yeah. She looks great. She's like, um, and but she's just too outside the box to be a part of the popular girl club. Unfortunate. And, yeah, because all the, all the other girls they're like, well, we're still gonna go on this honeymoon trip just with, as a girls' trip, and then they're like, not so fast, Muriel. Don't get too excited because you're not coming with us. Oh. And she's like devastated. She starts open mouthed crying. She's honking. She's honking. <laughs> She's doing the the iconic signature Tony Collette cry She's face. She's so good at crying. So good at also, it. Also, can I ask you this? Yeah. And this is so quick. Do you think that's her natural hair color? Red? Yes. Absolutely. I think. But no, like that color of red because I don't know. It's so hard to say cuz I think Australian redheads are like red because her hair 
it looks natural and it's so fitting. And I'm like, I've never seen a redheaded Tony Collette. It's I think it's probably like died for the screen for sure. You think so? Yeah, like a little bit here, but I, I, I do in my heart of hearts, I believe Tony Collette is a redhead. Okay, because I, I'm like kind of obsessed with redheaded Tony Collette. I'm not shit. I know, yet. right? She did blonde for, I don't know if she's doing blonde right she, now. She did dark hair for a while. Yeah. Uh, she's blonde. I mean, as far as I know, she's blonde. Haunting in Venice, she's blonde. Yeah. Knives out, blonde. Knives out, blonde. She's basically became a blonde after she became like this American actress. What, I feel like that's what you do whenever you're <clears throat> an A-list movie star redhead. Unless you're really, truly known for it, like Julianne Moore. Or right. obviously Jessica Chastain, who like make it a part of their identity and stardom. I couldn't see them any other way. Yeah, but Emma Stone, she's done blonde, dark hair, everything. She's a natural redhead. Okay, Emma Stone with black hair. I live. Uh, that I, I am glad she you brought this up. I'm glad incredible. you brought this up. Incredible. She does look incredible, you know, and she and she did the good choice of dyeing the the brows as well. Good choice, right? Good choice. Yeah. Um. However, um. Whenever I did see that image online of her and poor things with the really super dark hair oh. and that really pale skin, that gave me flashbacks of myself in high school. And guess what, John? <laughs> you looked amazing then. Oh, I don't think so. I think I disagree. Extremely. I extremely mm -hmm. generous there nope, nobody agree nobody looks good in high school except for one of our really fashionable friends uh also i do not want to say her name but i have to but it's a, a month it's a month it's the yeah. fourth month yeah and she yeah. was one of the most beautiful people i've ever laid eyes on even to this day i don't care yeah. if you're a celebrity or not like i there's stunning yeah. it's almost like going to high school with gal gadot it was so stupid. I remember the first time I saw her when I transferred schools, the first time I saw her, I truly was like, what? Didn't in free hour, we, I started eating like Pop-Tarts with you guys? Yeah, I think so. Table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like saw so, yeah. you guys were like always hanging out and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to say hi to Travis and like, oh, this girl's pretty cool. Yeah. She, she was very cool. She's so, she's actually so chill, which is wild to me. Cause I'm like, I don't know how you can be this pretty and also not the most evil person on earth. And also, like you said, that chill and friendly and polite in high school. Right. But I think that's good upbringing. It is. But you know who didn't have really good upbringing? Muriel. Muriel. And she, it does reflect in the trauma that she, that is weighing on her shoulders. Yeah. But you know what? Poor Muriel. Poor, poor Muriel. She's just trying to do the best that she can in her fantasy world. Yeah. So she, what she does is she makes the decision. She sees how horrid her life is and how it doesn't match up to where she wants to be so she makes a choice to steal twelve thousand dollars so what she does is so we kind of skipped over a part where her dad tries to get her a job with this chick that he's sleeping with yada yada right so oh, as, as a cosmetics like a cos avon calling lady yeah a pyramid scheme bitch mm -hmm. so anyway Muriel's mom writes her a blank check out for cash. And Muriel's like, I'm going on this honeymoon trip, whether or not these whores want me to go. Yeah. So she's she like, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, and she goes. <laughs> and she ends up spending. She's having such but she's having such a much better time. 
than they are. Honestly? I was jealous. I was like, you know what? She made the good choice. She did make a good choice of robbing her dad blind because her dad is not a very good person. No. So she goes and she ends up meeting an old friend from high school, which I loved her. I liked her too. She comes out the gate with a personality. By the way, Um, have we seen her? We do. I have it right here. Just one second. What's her character's name again? Is it Rhonda? Was it Rhonda? It is Rhonda. Yeah. So she. Um. So there. God bless Rhonda for real. God bless. Yeah. Uh, GBR. Yeah, GBR. Um, so she. Uh. It sounds like a shitty beer. Yeah, GBR. It's like PBR. Like Paps Blue Ribbon. What would the G stand for? Um. What is GBR beer? A GBR is uh is gross booty um gross, gross bottom gross bottom r- rickets um, muriel's wedding, <laughs> muriel's wedding. <laughs> uh, so uh she she's on holiday at this little club resort thing for however many weeks or whatever and uh one but she's still not so her friend's reaction to seeing her here is an is adverse it's unhinged actually yeah, it's it's evil and gross and spiteful. But um, she, but Muriel runs into Rhonda, which is an old friend from high school, and is like, "Oh my God, what are you doing here?" She's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm just having like a bachelorette getaway because I'm uh, engaged to a fiance back home." Tim. Tim. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tim, who uh. We're gonna be married, and it's a she George lie. glassed Rhonda. She George she, glassed, so she did the George glass from Brady Bunch. Jan making up a boyfriend. <laughs> she jammed Rhonda. Yeah, and Rhonda's like excited for her. She's like, "Oh my god, let's have a great time." She's like, "You know what? I always liked you in school, Muriel." So Rhonda is like really cool and amazing. Rhonda's so cool, but she does see that these other popular girls are uh, are treating Muriel like like garbage around are, are you and i muriel and Rhonda? yeah uh, we actually did muriel <laughs> and Rhonda our way through freaking high school we did we did but i would say both of us are a both, mix of both we're both muriel and Rhonda. i would say so yeah um definitely that um but so muriel is like i'm gonna tell you a secret about what's her face's uh husband and uh, out, out the other friend that she's uh that she's been that she, she has been cheating on the the husband, and so Rhonda and all her gusto marches over there and and reveals the secret. She it causes lets, a rift in the friend group. Oh, she lets that rabid cat right out of the bag. Yeah, and it she does it, and it's a very glorious moment. It's amazing. It's pretty good. And then so now that Rhonda and Muriel are on top. Uh, lip syncing to ABBA or singing mm-hmm. ABBA uh, while the friends are duking it out. They have won this fight. Uh, so they they form a fast best friendship, which is always which is always good and amazing. It's the best thing that can ha- ever happen. Yeah, but it's all based on a lie. And uh, so uh, yeah, so um, things happen. the The holiday is over. Yep. The fantasy comes to a halt whenever Muriel, she's in a taxi home. Uh, the taxi's waiting outside for her for a little bit. And she goes inside and they're, 
and she is confronted with the reality of like she has been found out they're like oh my god where have you been why did you steal all this money what's going on and so she can see the walls crashing in on on the situation uh-huh. so she makes another bold choice by hopping back into the taxi <laughs> and establishing a life in with sydney. ronda in sydney um where she works at a video store which was very nostalgic honestly do you ever wish that you could have worked it did you I ever applied work? no i did not but i applied several times at blockbuster yes yes but i mean i, I was, was gonna say clean flicks <laughs> no 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 it wasn't blockbuster actually it was jc flicks before oh, blockbuster came we to talked town. about jc flicks so we won't go back into it great porn okay. section um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh so i applied there several times but i was 16 years old I don't think you can work in a video store if you're 16 years old. You can't work in a video store that also sells adult films probably at that age. I think you have to be 18 because they have to have people who can put those films back. Yeah, it's like being able to sell alcohol or something. And I call them films, not movies, because they are are art, art. baby. (laughs) Art, babes. Uh, um, uh, They're sexual art. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I did, but it was giving JC flicks this whole place, the, 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 the video store. It was, that she, it was she, the, the rental shop. And so, and right across the street works Rhonda, which, what, what was it? Uh, where, where she was she works at a dry cleaner? Yeah. A dry cleaner. And so all they do is like call each other all day and talk on the phone and talk honestly, about things and they have boys on the brain. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That I've, she was living a good life at that point in time. I, I think she was happy. Also, her haircut looked super great. Yeah, because she kind of did like a darker, more mm-hmm. auburn tone. Yeah, and she got her haircut. She yes. looked really incredible. Yeah, it looked like years had gone by. And I it thought it was so all too. like three days. Yeah, it was like <laughs> not a very long time, but it looked like the summer. Um, so it turns out Rhonda and Muriel live in, um, uh, kind of a low rent apartment together and and but they go out to clubs at nighttime and Rhonda's living her full party fantasy can i tell you when it <laughs> turned into a, a three-way situation yeah i was like first is pretty progressive for the 90s and also work yeah Rhonda is so open about her sexuality and her just being like having fun I love yeah, Rhonda. It's sort of like she's living the life, but she's, she is what uh, Muriel aspires to be in that yes. freedom and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, Rhonda goes home with these two American sailors mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's, and she's having a, 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 th- a raucous three-way, yes. very, very verbal, very vocal three-way in, in the bedroom while Muriel's trying to hook up with like this wormy weird guy. Who really likes her? Really, really into her. He shops at the at the video store. He and does. He's been crushing on her for a while, and uh, so they're awkwardly trying to like get to first base, <laughs> and, uh, and he starts going to starting to round to third base, and oh, Muriel yeah. cannot stop laughing from excitement and pure joy. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's actually, but it's very on brand for her. It is. She's weird and has. Uh, weird reactions to things yeah and but she's loving it and living for it and so um uh but she starts uh, she something happens where like he's trying to pull off he's trying to pull off her leather jeans 
and he goes he flies into the window makes a huge crash and then the two sailors come out butt naked because they think that she's under attack and they're like yeah. hey you whatever and the whole scene like crescendos into Rhonda collapsing yeah saying that she can't feel her legs yep turns hot cut to cancer diagnosis yes reality fantasy over once again yep yeah so drama reality real life uh is something that uh muriel just can't escape she can't escape it it's always gonna find her yeah but to get to the end fairly quickly because we are running long i feel are we are we i can't tell probably maybe i just get into like this fugue state but um but i mean like i like it uh, yeah, I like it too. I was into it. I was actually reliving the movie. You I was were like, into it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so she's she decides to instead of going home and abandoning her friend Rhonda, who's like going through it, uh, she's in a wheelchair now. And you so, couldn't. So yeah, so uh, Muriel stays with her best friend and starts taking care of her and 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 everything like that. So um they all become, the while i need to point out all the yes. while her family has no clue where she is right. because she stole twelve thousand dollars and disappeared right but she's still making the news because her dad wants to know where she is yeah her dad being a prominent the figure like I political guess. figure something um, he's like city council or something and like oh. so uh he's like getting into the news about it and muriel's like shit um so uh it, it comes to a point where uh, life is just going and Muriel, she still has her husband marriage fantasy that she keeps in the closet from Rhonda. Yeah. So all of these lies have kind of like compiled into the closet of Mur Muriel's closet. And uh, she is discovered by Rhonda trying on dresses at a bridal shop. Yep. And Muriel has spun a web of lies and fantasy with these shop workers where they're like they're so they're they think that she, do they think that she has cancer or that no the, her so partner has cancer so she's lied to basically every person she goes to try wedding dresses on and yeah. so this particular one um the lie that she told them was that her sister was it her sister is in a coma and she's trying on these dresses for her. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then, but Rhonda's wheeling by and sees Muriel in there trying on a dress. And she's like, what? Because she thinks that she's on the run from her fiance, Tim. Who, this is all, yep. And so she immediately thinks by seeing Muriel in a wedding dress that Muriel's going to abandon her to go get married. To and Tim, so, who doesn't exist, to George Glass. Yeah, so she rolls in there, and there's a whole big blowout. The truth comes out. Rhonda's like, "You're sad and pathetic," and and goes and we'll and like, oh wait, no, no, no. They, yeah, she she leaves. She storms. She does out. leave. So basically, Muriel comes clean and is basically like, "My name's Mario." Um, uh, well, her name is Muriel, but she tries to change it. So she comes clean and says, there's no Tim. Tim never existed. Um, he was a figment of my imagination. Um, I just really want to get married because if I do, my life will be better. I'm yeah. tired of being a weird, weird weirdo. Um, yeah. and then Rhonda's like, but you were perfectly fine. And also you're a lying bitch. And then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like so she goes and she goes to live with her, her mom. 
to take yes. care of her. She goes back home to, um, right, their hometown, which is called Porpoise Spit. Which, I mean, work. <laughs> <laughs> you better spit, Porpoise. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, she, she is forced to crawl back home, and her mom's taking care of her through her cancer uh, ordeal. And, uh, and uh, Muriel, she decides to hit the pavement, double down on her marriage fantasy. And she goes to the, the back pages of the newspaper, which is never a great idea. John, it is the original Craigslist. But it is. Also, can I tell you, when she was in the back pages, I was like, the amount of trouble I would have been in in the 90s. Yeah. Because I frequented everyone. <laughs> I was the queen of Craigslist. I was out here meeting Craigslist strangers. Now. And I'm, well, we're not getting into dirty details, but let me tell you, <laughs> Craigslist brought me some interesting nights. Experiences. Yeah. Uh, uh, talk about living fantasies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you were braver than me, I would say. I would say. No, not not braver than you. I was dumb. <laughs> well, this is before the serial killer got huge got, mistake. We all was, knew. No, we it all was, Yeah, it was bound to happen. That was probably part of the flavor. Okay, but here's the thing. We all knew Craigslist was not the place to go, but it I was, still went lurking. Yeah, you know where it used to be good for what what you were talking what you're talking about, but and also for like good- buying stolen bicycles, <laughs> buying stolen bicycles, <laughs> and also getting jobs. You could, John. You could get that, a legitimate job. Guess what? The job I have now literally came from Craigslist because even after I stopped being a dirty, <laughs> I still could not <laughs> let go of Craigslist. I was like, I am not. Ever I know. Gonna- I mean, it's just I couldn't break up with it. <clears throat> you couldn't stop Craig. I, I live for Craig. You were Craigin. I was Craigin. <laughs> but, uh, so she's Craigin hard uh, analog. She's Craigin hard analog. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Craigin hard analog is like the new name of our podcast. Cool, cool. Glad, glad. Um, and uh, she's she finds an arranged marriage situation. It's a green card marriage situation. Yes. They are from, it is a, it is a gorgeous Olympian swimmer. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Gorge. Um, uh, and so he's, uh, he is, a, it is arranged by his coach slash dad uh, to marry Muriel for the citizenship. And for $10,000. Yes. $10,000, which in 1994. And 19, and, I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, I do not know how much that equates to yeah, today, but that's I mean, a ton of money. Definitely not a million, but it's like, you know, it, it'll get you by for a little bit. And also this catapults her, uh, this in her status, Yes, uh, marrying an Olympic swimmer. So uh, she, she marries him. They uh, have the whole ceremony. The guy is not into it at first because no, he thinks that she's first. weird and crazy because she's acting weird and crazy at the wedding yes she is the she... smile on her face is crazy <laughs> she is a <laughs> she's uh, she, uh, she's a character i will tell you her dress looked incredible but there were some dresses she was trying on during this movie 27 dresses talk about this being yeah. 27 dresses that's where the that budget movie. that's where the nine million dollars went some of them were horrible 
very, the, very bad. Some of the worst. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah, but that's like the comedy of it. It's like I know, but they were rotten, dude. It doesn't I'll, matter how it looks. It's just as long as she has one on, she's just like living. The only the white, only white dress I like ever in a movie is Sarah from the Labyrinth. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's that, the fantasy. I mean, I'm sure there are people. I mean, that that is like an idyllic '80s. That's the fantasy right there. Fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, back to Muriel, Muriel getting married. <laughs> so she gets married. The mom, uh, also side story, the dad there's has a, left them. There's mom. a lot of side stories in this. I know. So this movie like, suffers from side stories. Sorry, that's my first quick <laughs> review. It suffers from side stories. I mean, yeah, we'll get into it really, really quickly. So yeah, she goes home with, she's like living her life with her husband, uh, who after after a while, he comes to, realize that they might not be so different after all because he's doing this whole wedding just for the win and muriel's like well so am i she's like duh stupid like i also want to win yeah it's like it's no secret she's like Like, look at you i won and i also got ten thousand dollars yeah she's like i'm fine (laughs) but it turns out she's not so fine because she uh her mother who has been left and abandoned by the dad for the Avon boss lady. Yeah. Um, uh, and her children are awful. The mom comes to this realization, a sad realization about her own life. And she very tragic. She kills herself with a bunch of pills. And once again, reality comes crashing down on Muriel. Yep. And she, through this whole experience with her mom dying, realizes that she's on course for this whole situation as well. She's on a crash course to being super unhappy because she doesn't have any friends. The one friend she had has left her because of all of her lies. And she's living in a sham marriage with a person she's not actually in love with. So we start to see maturity start to come into um, Muriel's choices where she um, basically so she she leaves her husband. She's like, sorry, I don't love you. And he's like, well, I kind of like having you around now because they do kind of respect each other at a certain point. They do. And she's like, but I'm just not in love with you and you're not in love with me. So I think it's best if we just part ways and I'm just going to go out there and try to find my own happiness. She should have kept the freaking wedding ring. Why even? You already got 10 grand. Yeah. To put that ring back. It was on. K Jewelers. It looked very K Jewelers. <laughs> okay. It was claw machine at Thrifty. Yeah, it wasn't like the cutest ring in the world. <laughs> but she could have pawned it. Very true. I mean, come on. A practical gal. <laughs> but, but she's she's thrown it all away. So she comes crawling back to her best friend who is being taken care of by her old friend group for the attention. <clears throat> the old friend group is just trying to get like the sympathy attention by taking care of a, a cancer patient basically. Yeah. And um, so uh, she comes back to Rhonda and is like, look, I should have just, I'm sorry. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Let's leave this place and go back and try and start over with each other. And, and Rhonda's just like, you know what? Thanks mom. Love you. But I got to go do this with my best friend. And they Thelma and Louise it outside out of, porpoise pit but they don't drive off of a cliff they just drive into the new uh horizon literally the horizon not knowing what's there it's all uncertain 
but they're with each other and they're singing to ABBA and they uh, have love for each other and friendship. And that's it. Like this movie is all about love and friendship and so many other things. Yeah. So that's Muriel's wedding, the long winded version. I don't think it was that long winded. Oh, thanks. I thought it was great. Yeah. I enjoy talking about it with you. It was, well, it was like a quick re so like it was a pretty thorough recap, but it also was like not in the weeds recap. Oh, thanks. Because we could get into the weeds. I I am. Listen, I like to jump the tracks. That's my problem. I love love jumping the tracks. (laughs) Me too. But I'm trying to dial it back because I suffer from it. There's so many B plots, C plots. H plots and Z plots. And we don't need to even discuss those. You guys can watch this movie and see yeah. how it develops, but this is Muriel's story. We don't need the other ones. And yeah, even though they are pivotal to her character arc, they are, but yes, the per- they are in her growth. I would say beyond plot points, the, the main shining star, obviously of the film is Tony Collette's performance. And also Rhonda was amazing. I wish I knew Rhonda who was the actress great. was. Uh, oh, her name is Rachel Griffiths. She's Have still we working. Seen her? Have we seen her um, in other things, like anything substantial? Well, I mean, I I have not seen Six Feet Under, but I will. She's in Six Feet Under. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a Showtime show. Showtime show. We can watch that on um, Paramount. Yeah. Is it Paramount? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Paramount Plus, where you can also find this movie. Um, she... Uh, she has been around for quite a while. Good for her. I like her a lot. She's character actoring hard all throughout. She was in Blow. Uh, she plays Johnny Depp's mom and is like aged up a lot. Um, she well, is... they were probably the same age during Blow. I know, but I mean, like, there it spans a whole lifetime. So she like, oh, yeah, gotcha, um, got it. Yeah, but she's just been in like countless things. She's still working today. Good, I like uh, her. Yeah, I mean, she's she's just a working gal. Let's get her on the pod. Yeah, come on the pod, Rachel Griffiths. Come on <laughs> the pod. <laughs> also, Gorge. She really is. Gorginta. Do you know who she reminds me of? Um, uh, Carrie Ann Moss. She does kind of have a Carrie Ann Moss she gives statuesqueness. Her, she does. She's tall. She's beautiful. Long she neck, Kevin. Oh, dude, talk about a long neck. Yeah. Also, with that, with that cropped do, it, it yeah. looks even longer. She, I, I thought she looked great. Anyway, yes. <laughs> sorry. That's that's my love letter to her. <clears throat> yeah, she she definitely comes onto the scene real real strong in this she movie. Does. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, very good character work, doing the thing. A very compelling character arc with the with the cancer and the abandoning Muriel in her lowest moment, but still coming back and forgiving. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um uh yeah, I just I I liked this movie. Did you? Me too. Yeah. It did. I, I liked this movie. I thought this movie was weird. Uh, like no joke. Yeah, I thought like this very movie was indie 90s indie darling for sure. It is. So this movie to me, when I was done, I was like, I, I expected to not like it, but only because I did not know what I was getting into. I've never watched this movie before. I don't know any of the reviews, John and I, we give our honest reviews. I don't like, I don't read anything about this. So I went in blind, 
But I knew immediately when she caught that bouquet and her friends were like, you have to give it away. I was like, <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, like this is going to be rotten. This um, is going to be a good so, movie. Because it's just, it's the whole tone of the movie right off mm-hmm. the bat is definitely quirky. I could see it being in a cult movie though. Because I don't know. It is a cult movie, movie. I don't know if this movie's good. It's a cult classic movie. Yeah, I don't Very think this... strong fan base. Yeah. Uh, there, there are Swifties for this. Like there, there are Muriel's. Oh, there are Muriel's. I love yeah. that. Good yeah, for yeah. them. I hope they get it. I mean, I hope they sell out the arena. Yeah. Whenever I told uh, my redacted that I hadn't seen this movie, he was just, he has this way of making me feel like I should have definitely have seen these movies yeah. by now. Well, I think because we're gay, we're expected to be watching certain things. Like I this think is a this very is like- gay movie. Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up. This is a very strong gay following. I'm sorry that you and I used to love watching terrible Japanese movies together because they were far more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, this wasn't even on my radar. Also in 1994, I was in the fourth grade. I mean, that's no excuse. John. I was watching the live action Casper with Christina Ricci. I, which we just touched base on the other day, <laughs> right? Love that. Also, um, Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, Power Rangers. I even went so far as to be a bigger fan of VR Troopers. Okay. Oh, oh. we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. <clears throat> Interesting. I was a huge Power Rangers fan. I love well, Power Rangers. I loved VR Troopers. I don't know what it was about it. I don't know. I, I loved ketamine. <laughs> yeah, I was a fourth grade ketamine user. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, great. No, so, okay. I guess, okay. So we've kind of given our basic review. I think out of 10, um, very deserved black eyes. Yes. Uh, which you guys will have to watch the movie to understand. I'm going to give this movie, okay. Objectively, I don't. Objectively, I think it. this movie is probably a. Talk about, don't be afraid. Don't be, don't be ashamed. Oh no, I'm not ashamed. I think objectively the movie's probably like a four or five, but because I really love the movie, I'm going to give it controversy, controversy. I don't think this movie's, uh huh. uh -huh. It suffers. This movie suffers from Mm. storylines. Um, but I personally can set them aside. I want to give this movie like, mm, I'm going to give it an, I enjoyed it. I'll give it an eight. Okay, but I cool. think the movies. We really went back and forth there for a second. There was that was a no, high tension for me. No way, the movies and I'm giving it an eight <laughs> personally, but I think it's probably a five. Like from I an outsider's, it, if you were if you were a straight white male, yeah, I think this movie is probably a five or a four. I like I don't know what the critics' consensus is because I don't look. I refuse to look. Yeah, well, I'll tell you here in a moment. What so, are you giving it out of what? Me, and out of ten, what? Okay, so for me, while I was watching it, I'll just break it down a little bit. Whereas whenever I look at it, I'm like, yes, this is like, I can identify this as like a 90s indie darling right off the bat, tonally, all the things. And, um, And I can see, I can see where it falls a little short with, uh, with, with the story itself. And, um, but whenever I'm watching Tony Collette, yeah the the inherent gay person (laughs) in in me is is living for her every single frame of the way right 
And so I, all of the shortcomings fall to the wayside. Uh, that's what I'm saying, though. I was willing to let them it's go. It's weird. Like a star can really make a movie. Even if the movie's and that, objectively that was... terrible. <laughs> that's what was going through my mind the whole time. I was like, Tony Collette is a star. She always has been. She did this movie and just let everyone know. Like, that... it doesn't matter who you think I am. I am Tony Collette. Like, this is me and I am a huge star. It's just It's just something that I am and not something that I strive to be. It just occurs. It just yeah. comes from me. And the choices that she makes towards the end of the movie where she starts to become more mature Muriel is whenever you really see her, like, she drops the quirky weirdo shenanigan expressions, pulling faces and all that stuff. And the final shot of her in the taxi cab after they sing their little ABBA song. And like, she tells a whole story with saying no words at all. Yep. She's like a mature adult person and content with her choices. And I was just like, that's a, that's a huge movie star. She is. Crazy. She's amazing. Um, so with that, I would give the entire movie <laughs> um, a seven. Okay. Yeah. But there I would, go. but with, with, with uh, Tony Collette, I would, I would give Tony Collette a 15 out of 10. She's yeah. just, oh. because I'm a gay person. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I mean, we have to. We have to. Do you remember her in the hours? Um, She does a cameo. Gosh. She does no, a cameo. I, and it's it, crazy. Okay. I thought about that movie the other day and I was like, that makeup mm -hmm. the nose was so good the and nose it, was good nose and it gate. changed it i mean because it was we, good the hours was good the hours was good because what we're talking about is is the the prosthetic nose on nicole kidman playing virginia wolf in that movie it was a freaking that was a good movie dude. subtle transformation but it also dude. It changed the whole way Nicole Kidman looked. She looked absolutely. I was like, "What?" But she she does this often because she is like a character actor. Nicole Kidman um, is a good actor. Yeah, like, she speaking truly of Australian is. Uh, ingenues. She's really incredible. Uh, yeah, like we're bringing up Top of the Lake again because it's the uh, it's the second season called Top of the Lake China Girl, and. Uh, Nicole Kidman is in it and she is trying to to do a character and it's not as effective as that prosthetic nose oh, I have whoops. to say Oops. and you have to check it out and you got to let me know because a wig oh. she's wigging she's wigging more than she's ever wigged <laughs> before in top of the lake kind of girl oh my gosh okay it's i like, can't wait jane campion directed it and like why are you gonna let her do that why are you gonna let nicole kidman call the shots with that wig the hair department should have said girl no mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i can't wait to know what you're so, speaking of yeah just google it um so anyway so over at our good friends over at rottentomatoes.com.edu okay um is the muriel's wedding tomatometer is 81 percent 
Really? You got it. Okay. You got it. <laughs> and the audience score is matched at 84%, which is, which is good. Whenever I was expecting a lot higher because like there's so much hype around this movie. It is a cult classic. That's weird because I was expecting it to be way lower. Yeah, it launched um, Tony Collette's uh, global career for sure. I'm not joking. I truly thought that the critics' consensus was going to be way lower. Because really, yes, and not because the, I truly, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, there's a lot of subplots. There's a lot happening. Too many, I would there's, say. That's why I was thinking. It's like it's like all these little chapters. And I and I get the chapter elements of it, but yeah. I also was like, okay. It's too many. It's happening way too much, but the movie itself is not bad. It's like it does, actually it's a good, like yeah. it's a good movie. But I, they managed to make it work, which was why I'm like, I thought it was objectively a bad movie. I thought the critics right. were going to hate this movie. Yeah, you shouldn't be just managing to pull something together. That, no. that's like by the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, they did it. Like I personally love the movie. I thought it was good. I give it a good solid eight, but like, yeah, it's fun. It feels like it's a part of culture. It might be a part of some people of a certain age groups, um, nostalgia movie, you know, I, like, like they're 100%. Romy and Michelle and things like that. I, I get that 100%. I could totally see that for sure. Yeah. So the critics consensus is heartfelt and quirky. Though at times broad, Muriel's wedding mixes awkward comedy, oddball Australian characters, and a nostalgia-heavy soundtrack. It did feel very Australian. Yeah. Like, it just had this feel to it that was very not American. Right, Like, they didn't even try, and I love that about it. Yeah. Well, it's a hardcore Australian movie. It's, It's an Australian export. They have really funny comedy. They do. Kath and Kim, I gotta tell ya. It, Kath and Kim is so funny. They are insane. It is so <laughs> funny. It's truly one of the funniest. I think I'd love what has be. There are memes now. It's so funny that it has, it had it came and went, and then it has had a resurgence in memes. Because there's this one of like, Kath or Kim is like walking around the night because she is thinking that she might be a lesbian and having an existential <laughs> crisis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's made it into meme culture. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Also, I don't, Chardonnay. Chardonnay. I, I'm going <laughs> to tell you this. The Australians did it right. Yeah. They did yeah. it right, and it's funny. And it feels very on brand. Yeah, for sure. Very Australian sensibilities. Which I think is also kind of lends to the charm of this movie. Absolutely. Unabashedly Australian. A culture of its own. A continent of its own. Good. It's good. I still kind of feel like Australia has never left the 90s. (laughs) Like if you were to go there. Like if you were to, (laughs) no joke, I kind of feel like Australia is just constantly in the 90s. Yeah. The Australians that I have come to know, which are very few... There's a distinct uh, uh, sort of outlook and mindset, which is largely polite and humorous and very light. Like, it's not like, it's not like here in America where everything's like high stakes, high intensity, like, (laughs) like, like high stakes, you are going to lose your job and become homeless 
kind of a vibe all throughout America. It's a, it's a very it's very like airy breezy type of person. Yeah, or just like no big deal, no biggie. But I could just be making a generalization, which is not okay. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna live for your generalization because, quite honestly, I want that. I know. <laughs> if that, that's, that's how it is, I that's want my that. Muriel's wedding is just to be totally chill and cool and just and having weird. a good time. Chill, cool, and weird. Chill, cool, and weird. Which I think are we? I feel like we're pretty chill, cool, and weird. I mean, honestly, I thought we were pretty chill, cool, and weird in high school, but I think everyone just thought we were fucking weird. Yeah. Well, I think they could, I mean, we were, we were gays in we high were, school. But we were also at, at, in a Mormon high school. They all, they all, they all wore the, my first impression of that school was like, why is everybody dressed the same? John, I was thinking about that school the other day and I was like, Ew. you're like, don't go back there. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, we have had our coming of age out of that place. Yeah. So that's it. Muriel's wedding. All right. I mean, we hope you guys all enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments down below, wherever you write your comments. It could be, honestly, here's what I need for you guys to do. Um, I'm going to put a PO box on our website, which is me and girls interrupted at gmail.com. I need you to get a Harrier pigeon and write your comments down below <laughs> on like a post-it. And, uh, is that what they are? Harrier, carrier pigeons? Uh, what carrier, I... uh, carrier pigeons, but I, carrier. I gotcha. Why did I say Harrier? But I, I also like get Harrier. A, get a Harrier pigeon like that a you've ever seen before. That's like, I need it to like have a Flowing wig. golden logs, like flowing through the air instead of John, good business idea. Feathers. Pigeon wigs. So pigeon. we're gonna start making wigs for pigeons. You're gonna Pidge buy wigs. A... <laughs> I'm finished. I am finished. So okay, See, things are genius is born here on Mean Girls Interrupt. Oh, okay, so okay, that's hilarious. Um, so just do your comments. Let us know what you thought about this movie. Um, yeah. if you are not subscribed, please subscribe. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this, say hi, tell us hello. We'll tell you hello back. Yeah. Um, I'm a nice person now. I two weeks ago. I wasn't, <laughs> um, I'm nice now. You never know what you're going to get. Okay. So, <laughs> so roll the dice. <laughs> so I, and also thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. sticking with us. And also for all of you who are now like new subscribers and new listeners, tell your friends tell your family, do a seance, get a Ouija board, tell your dead grandmother. Um, Also commit identity theft and and (laughs) subscribe under uh, those other names. Be, be our champions for uh, mean girls interrupted, mean girls interrupted subscriptions and things like that. But uh, also let us know what you want us to watch in October because we're going spooky. If you guys don't let us know, it doesn't matter because we will find something to watch. And also, yeah. John, I think the first thing we should watch, and I'm just calling this right now, is oh, um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, yeah. It's out, and I'm pretty sure it's terrible, but I think yeah. we have to watch it. Yeah, the director promises a sequel that has a much higher budget. Uh, what like three how many more pennies i feel like we're getting into thanks killing territory <laughs> with with blood and honey to so be honest i completely forgot about thanks killing what a terrible movie but also but also so enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway so enjoyable i mean t- ginger dead man 
the ginger dead man um also we we love we stand rabid grannies for life forever and for always uh, yeah and uh, tokyo gore police give me a break a classic iconic yeah. yeah i mean i guess that's it you guys muriel's wedding we freaking did it we did it again. again another episode in the bank and I was going to wear my glasses this time, but I had to take them off because truly I was looking at yours and John, the glare on mine is so insane. Oh, I can't even see Look. me. I, I started blocking myself. Let's see. You can't Ooh. see you. Wait, oh. how do you block yourself? Oh, just like a, the browser window. Oh, I gotcha. All right. Well, uh, like and look at me looking it's at you inception. looking at me. This is the inception. This is a mirror within a mirror within a mirror plot line here. That's what I look like with glasses on, you dumb sluts yeah and that's it that's muriel's wedding i'll have to see you at the movies roll the credits um what had to have been the most awkward wedding invitation that you send to the guy who tried to take your pants off and then he's sitting at your wedding kind of like crying a little bit while you marry someone you don't know yeah anyway muriel's wedding goodbye bye